Hello, and welcome to the turbulent world of Middle East Soccer, or Mid-East Soccer Podcast. I'm your host, James Dorsey. A fully loaded Chinese oil tanker, plowing its way eastwards from two Iranian oil terminals, raises questions of how far Beijing is willing to go in defying U.S. sanctions amid a mounting U.S. military buildup in the Gulf and a U.S.-China trade war. The sailing from Iran of the Pacific Bravo takes on added significance with U.S. strategy likely to remain focused on economic rather than military strangulation of the Iranian leadership, despite the deployment to the Gulf of an aircraft carrier strike group, as well as B-52 bombers and a Patriot surface-to-air missile system. As President Donald Trump, backed by Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, appears to be signaling that he is not seeking military confrontation, his administration is reportedly considering a third round of sanctions that would focus on Iran's petrochemical industry. The administration earlier this month sanctioned the country's metals and minerals trade. The sailing raises the question whether China is reversing its policy that led in the last quarter of 2018 to it dramatically reducing its trade with Iran, possibly in response to a recent breakdown in U.S.-Chinese trade talks. The question is whether non-oil trade remains depressed even if some oil sales resume, which I think it will. That's the better indicator of where Chinese risk appetite has changed. Unfortunately, Iran's reprieve will be limited, but better than zero, perhaps, tweeted Esfandiar Batman Khaldic, head of Bursum Bazaar, a self-described media and business diplomacy company and the founder of the Europe-Iran Forum. A Chinese analyst interviewed by Al Jazeera argued that China is not in a position to have Iran's back. For China, it's best to stay out of the fray. The stakes for China go beyond the troubled trade talks. In Canada, a senior executive of controversial Chinese telecommunications giant Huawei is fighting extradition to the United States on charges of violating U.S. sanctions against Iran. Reports that Western companies, including brand names such as Kraft Heinz, Adidas, and Gap, wittingly or unwittingly are employing Turkic Muslims detained in re-education camps in China's northwestern province of Xinjiang as part of opaque supply chains could increase in tension on a brutal crackdown that China is struggling to keep out of the limelight. The Trump administration has repeatedly criticized the crackdown, but has stopped short of sanctioning officials involved in the repressive measures. Borsan Bazaar's disclosure of the sailing of the Pacific Bravo coincided with analysis showing that Iran was not among China's top three investment targets in the Middle East. 
even if Chinese investment in the region was on the rise. The Pacific Bravo was steaming with its cargo officially towards Indonesia, as Iranian Foreign Minister Mohammad Javad Zarif was touring his country's major oil clients, including China, in a bid to persuade them to ignore U.S. sanctions. A second tanker, the Marshall Z, was reported to have unloaded 130,000 tons of Iranian fuel oil into storage tanks near the Chinese city of Zhushan. The Marshall Z was one of four ships that, according to Reuters, allegedly helped Iran circumvent sanctions by using ship-to-ship -ship transfers in January and forged documents that masked the cargoes as originating from Iraq. The unloading put an end to a four-month odyssey at sea, sparked by buyers' reticence to touch a cargo that would put them in the U.S. crosshairs. Somebody in China decided that the steep discount this cargo most likely availed was a bargain too good to miss, Matt Stanley, an oil broker at Star Fuels in Dubai, told Reuters. The Pacific Bravo, the first vessel to load Iranian oil since the Trump administration recently refused to extend sanctions exemptions to eight countries, including China, was recently acquired by China's Bank of Kunlun. The acquisition and sailing suggested that Bank of Kunlun was reversing its decision last December to restrict its business with Iran to humanitarian trade, effectively excluding all other transactions. The bank was the vehicle China used in the past for business with Iran because it had no exposure to the United States and as a result was not vulnerable to U.S. sanctions that were in place prior to the 2015 international agreement that curbed Iran's nuclear program. China's willingness to ignore, at least to some extent, U.S. sanctions could also constitute an effort to persuade China, Iran to remain fully committed to the nuclear accord, which it has so far upheld despite last year's U.S. withdrawal. Iran recently warned Europe that it would reduce its compliance if Europe, which has struggled to create a credible vehicle that would allow non-U.S. companies to circumvent the sanctions, failed to throw the Islamic Republic an economic lifeline. In a letter that was also sent to Russia and China, Iran said it was no longer committed to restrictions on the storage of enriched uranium and heavy water stocks and could stop observing limits on uranium enrichment at a later stage. Russian President Vladimir Putin warned in response to the Iranian threat that as soon as Iran takes its first reciprocal steps and says it is leaving, everyone will forget by tomorrow that the U.S. was the initiator of this collapse. Iran will be held responsible and the global public opinion will be intentionally changed in this direction. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. 
A written version of this podcast is on my blog, The Turbulent World of Middle East Soccer, at mideastsoccer.blogspot.com. Please join me for my next podcast in the coming days. All the best and take care.